Shalom, and welcome to the UMJC Weekly Torah Commentary Series. My name is Monique Brombach. I'm the Executive Director of the UMJC and a member of Simchat Yisrael Congregation in West Haven, Connecticut. This week, we're discussing the holiday of Hanukkah. Hanukkah begins on Sunday night and lasts eight nights. And this year, our very minor Jewish holiday overlaps with a very major Christian holiday. You may have heard of it. Jewish people have enjoyed a limited sense of welcome within American society since before our nation's founding. As a result, we have developed a uniquely American way of celebrating Hanukkah, with eight nights of gifts to our children, mostly to rival the Gentiles' hall of gifts under their trees, Hanukkah-themed decorations for sale at the local Target or Bed Bath & Beyond, and Chabad-sponsored menorah lightings in our town squares. When our Gentile friends or coworkers ask us, what's Hanukkah about anyway? We tend to give them sugar-coated references to light, miracles, and funny games with spinning tops. But this is only half of the story. The full story of Hanukkah must include the catalyst. A tyrant invaded our ancestral land, and he made our way of life illegal. He offered wealth and power to Jewish priests and landowners in exchange for tolerating the subjugation of pious Jewish peasants. In so doing, he corrupted our priesthood, paving the way for a complete desecration of our sacred temple, making it impossible for us to make kosher sacrifices on the tainted altar. Soon, his regime outlawed circumcision of infants and the study of our sacred texts. Antiochus's soldiers occasionally forced random Jewish leaders to make pagan sacrifices in front of their neighbors. This is a potent humiliation tactic. If his regime had remained for a generation or two, the unique way of life of the Jewish people would have been forever erased. The Messiah would not have come. The nations would still be worshiping rocks and sticks. Under Antiochus's regime, many of our people accommodated the new reality for the sake of survival. They pretended to be good pagans in public, and they held on to the scraps of Judaism they could still practice in private. But a band of religious zealots, the Maccabees, planned a rebellion in the caves of Judea and waged a prolonged campaign of guerrilla warfare that finally drove out the occupiers. When our people recaptured Jerusalem, we had to immediately contend with our polluted temple. Before our way of life could be restored, before a single sacrifice could be made on the rebuilt altar, before anyone could seek ritual purification, the eternal flame of the temple menorah had to be relit. And so it was, and so we endured, as a stubbornly resilient people. Foreign empires be damned. For over 2,000 years, we have dared to light miniature menorahs and display them outside our homes, not as an act of nostalgia or an attempt to compete with Santa, but as an act of defiance. Throughout our people's history, we have been beaten down by tyrants who seek our extermination. Every single civilization that has sought our destruction has become a memory to be studied in dusty museum archives. But we are still here. The people of Israel live. Am Yisrael Chai. As anti-Semitism rises around the world, it is right for us to remember this era in our people's history. Sadly, it is no longer safe to be Jewish in Putin's Russia. The Jewish community is leaving in droves. On the subways and streets of New York City, Jewish people are attacked once every 16 hours.
In the last few weeks, those attacks have increased in ferocity and in frequency, inspired by Kanye West and Kyrie Irving's endorsements of Black Hebrew Israelite ideology, which preaches that the real Jews are Black Africans and that we are the fakers. On the airwaves and on social media platforms like Twitter, Telegram, Gab, and Truth Social, anti-Semitism and Holocaust denial are trending. Everywhere the Jewish people have ever gone, in every society where we have sought asylum, the welcome mat has eventually been pulled. We are too strange and too stubborn to fit into Gentile societies for too long. This was true for our patriarchs and our matriarchs, for Moses, Daniel, Esther, and the Maccabees, and it is still true today. Our very identity predates the concepts of race, religion, and nationality. So we are eternally treated as a problem to be solved. And our enduring survival, in spite of everything that they have thrown at us, aggravates our haters even more. What are we to do as Messianic Jews living in 21st century America and North America and parts of Europe and even other parts of the world? What are we to do when anti-Semitism is trending? We tread on especially treacherous ground because some anti-Semites call themselves Christians. And for them, we are the only acceptable kinds of Jewish people due to our fidelity with Yeshua. Sometimes they visit our synagogues and pray alongside us in our pews. If they stick around long enough, they inevitably heckle and pester us about our unique mission. It's too Jewish, they say. Too Jewish, like it's a bad thing too Jewish, as if it's ever remotely possible for a synagogue of all places to be too Jewish. What should we do when we face people like this? How do we discern our friends from our foes in such a turbulent environment? Should we serve as tokens for anti-Semites who call themselves Christians, enjoying a limited sense of elevated status in their midst? Should we depend on their donations and make excuses for their ignorance? Or do we have a special duty to correct their skewed perspective and call them to repentance, to make tshuva? If our community is going to stand for anything, if it is going to mean anything in the broad scope of human history and in the kingdom of heaven, let it be this, that it is entirely impossible to follow the Messiah of Israel while harboring resentment, envy, or hatred for the people of Israel. If we are going to be known for anything, it should be for making our homes, our neighborhoods, even our workplaces more Jewish than we found them. As you light your Hanukkah this weekend, place it proudly in your windowsill. Heck, put it in your front lawn. When your neighbors ask, what is Hanukkah about anyway, tell them that a tyrant invaded our ancestral land and tried to make our way of life illegal. We drove him out, and he met the same fate as everyone across history who has ever sought our destruction. We light these candles to thank the God of Israel for the miraculous and enduring survival of the people of Israel. Our people have walked through endless trials, and we're still here. If that's not abundant evidence for the existence of God, then nothing is. As we add to our daily prayers during the week of Hanukkah, you delivered the mighty into the hands of the weak, the many into the hands of the few. 
the impure into the hands of the pure, the wicked into the hands of the righteous, and the degenerates into the hands of those who cling to your Torah. And you made for yourself a great and holy name in the world and performed a great salvation and miracle for your people Israel, as you do today. Happy Hanukkah. This is Monique Brumbach signing off. For more commentaries like this one, visit umjc.org slash commentary.